Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So after doing like further analysis and adding to my portfolio, um, it's actually now my firm belief that despite working 20 years in equity markets, that real estate assets are the best asset to invest in. And that's not just for the wealthy, but really for the average person to become wealthy. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. I'm Taran Shum and in this episode of Property Investory, I'm speaking with Ben Weeding, whose love of finance spurred him to explore how property can change his life after a long and successful career in the share market. Find out that and more in this episode. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. Weeding is a buyer's agent at Buyside, a company that buys investment properties for their clients where for the last two years, he's used his 20 years of investment experience to take his clients to another level. I jumped uh, over into uh, the property market, um, you know, because of my investment experience in this field and my skill set which revolves around macroeconomics. So, what's involved in the day-to-day life of a buyer's agent? I guess as a buyer's agent, my day can be pretty random. uh, there's somewhat of a routine but I guess I'm, uh, in any given week I'm usually either connecting with and updating referral partners on the property market. I'm speaking to real estate agents on what uh, stock on and off market that they have available that may suit my clients. Uh, I'm networking with other business leaders to help them with their businesses and I'm also educating referral partners and clients about the benefits of investment property and as part of their wealth creation process. Weeding's exposure to the value of property as an investing tool began with his parents, later leaving into his own adventures into property. Yeah, I guess my earliest memory uh, is, is my parents uh, buying our first house at Ingleburn and they, they actually paid it off uh, in about seven or eight years. And I remember uh, how happy they were in doing that. Um, but I also remember they also paid $50,000 for that house. But by the time they'd paid it off, it was worth about $150,000. Um, so obviously that, that kind of um, money being made even at that age and, and uh, what my parents had done, um, it obviously led me into thinking that property was probably a pretty good asset to invest in. Although he was inspired by the prospects of property from an early age, Weeding's passion for finance and mathematics also began during his early life, leading to his unexpected career in stockbroking. 
So I actually grew up in、um, southwest Sydney,、um, down near Campbelltown, in a, a suburb called Liverpool.、Um, I moved around a little bit around Sydney.、Um, that was、uh, I lived in southwest Sydney during my primary school years, and then during high school I lived around、uh, a little bit close to the city, but still in the western suburbs of Sydney. When I was at high school, I did economics and I did commerce.、Um, Uh, maths is a, a forte of mine as well, and I love overlaying,、um, you know, the, the financial side of things、uh, with mathematics,、um, and that's just that's just what I like doing. So,、uh, hence hence the attraction to uh, uh, certainly a stockbroking firm. But、um, look, at the time I wasn't necessarily out there looking to get into that industry.、Um, I was out there just looking for a job, and to be quite honest, I probably lucked out. Um, in the interview that I got, and ended up getting the job there. His lucky break into the finance industry was the foundation of his extensive experience in equity, and sought higher education to further his career. I、um, ended up leaving high school and getting a job straight out of high school. I'd sort of, even at that age, I'd had enough of studying, and I decided to go out and, and work and earn some money,、um, but. During my process of my previous role, I ended up、um, working out that look, I needed to go and and do some extra study to、um, take my career a step further,、um, and ended up going through、uh, studying a bachelor's degree at Charles Sturt University、um, by correspondence, and then ended up getting a master's、uh, in applied finance through Macquarie University,、um, who have a campus actually in the city as well. So,、um, and my first role、uh, was with a, a company. Um, a smaller stockbroking firm、um, as a junior, and essentially, you know, I was I was around back in the day when they used to have share certificates, and、uh, they used to deliver checks to pay for the shares, and I was the、uh, the junior who used to run around the city and deliver the share certificates and pick up checks and bring them back to the office. So,、um, small beginnings,、um, uh, but that's the only way to start. After working in the continually changing industry for several years, Whitting's role as an equity trader gave him the opportunity to start his own client-oriented career. Certainly, it's just a matter of working your way、uh, through、uh, the company. It was a small firm; the economy was growing at the time, so、um, things were expanding at a relatively rapid rate. So, I ended up moving from being a junior、uh, back office clerk、uh, to a junior、uh, institutional. Assistant, so I was working in the institutional trading floor, but as an assistant to the other brokers, I got trained up there as what they used to call a seats operator, so a stock exchange automated trading system. So, which is essentially the guys who used to be actually down on the trading floor,、uh, trading shares. Now it was based on computers.、Um, and then, following on from that, I moved onto a client-facing role where I was actually. Uh, a broker and trading shares for clients、uh, on an institutional level, which is like hedge funds,、um, superannuation funds, and、uh, large asset managers. The object of being an equities trader at the time、um, was really about matching flows. So,、um, you know, you were getting orders from one client, and the objective then is to obviously find the other side of that trade, so you can match up the trade and then get the commission for the buying and the selling.、Um, You know, slowly but surely, over time, that's that has become a more obsolete job as、um, automation takes over. 
Uh, and certainly by the time I had left the industry, um, it, it, it was pretty, it was very, uh, you had to take a more general role than a specific role. Um, and it is a, very much a commoditized product at the moment. Despite the demands of his career, Weeding still found the time to begin his journey in property investing long before he left the financial industry. When I was working uh, for the uh, bank that I was working for, um, I decided that I wanted to buy a property for a house that I was going to live in um, and I saved up enough of a deposit to do that um, and I bought a small terrace uh, in Balmain. That was back in 2005. Um, I moved into it for a short time um, but then soon after that I was sent to work overseas um, by the company I was working for and I ended up being away for about nine years. Um, and during that uh, during that time, um, I added to my portfolio at various points. Um, but the unique I found, uh, the, sorry, the unique thing that I found um, that I was quite good at picking cycles. So I could actually pinpoint times when it was the optimal time to be buying property and maximise my capital gains. Um, so to give you kind of the exact times when I added. Uh, properties to my portfolio. I was in September 2009, which was soon after the GFC, uh, and again in Sydney in May 2012, uh, just before the start of the most recent upside move that was seen over the last sort of four or five years. Weeding was able to use his finance skills and the power of low-risk investing to develop his portfolio even further. My skill set, as I mentioned, is macroeconomic analysis um, and I found that when I was looking at uh, financial news and data points, all I was doing was relating it to the property market. Um, so after doing like further analysis and adding to my portfolio, um, it's actually now my firm belief that despite working 20 years in equity markets, that real estate assets are the best asset to invest in. And that's not just for the wealthy, but really for the average person to become wealthy. It's really about managing risk. Um, and residential investment property is um, it's a, it's a very low risk asset class. Um, there's several reasons for that. But, you know, to I, I can elaborate on a little bit later, but the reality is whenever you're trying to, whatever you invest in, what it, if you're trying to get wealthy out of it, you're going to have to use leverage at some point. Um, and, you know, you can go into lots of other asset classes and use that leverage, but it's actually, it's it's a higher risk of leverage. When you're investing in residential real estate, you are lo- using leverage, but it's much, much less risky. Weeding's risk management and his focus on value over quantity has led to the significant and concentrated value of his portfolio. And I believe in... Uh, having a higher capital base um, rather than having you know a large number of properties. Um, so I actually only have three properties in my portfolio at the moment, um, but they are in fact worth over six million dollars in value. Um, they certainly weren't worth that when I purchased them, but <laughs> um, and I have a very low uh, LVR loan to value ratio than what a lot of people do um, because I am a very risk averse investor. Generally speaking, um, I like to play it safe. Coming up after the break, we'll delve further into Weeding's journey on how he made the change from equity to investing. As opposed to, you know, working, having your blood, sweat and tears, um, you know, working to get that money, you're actually getting your money to work hard for you. How he navigated the highs and lows of investing but I actually put it down to a very big learning curve, an example of probably what not to do. 
And that's next. I'm Taran Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey podcast listeners, are you enjoying listening to these stories and want more? Then head over to propertyinvestory.com and subscribe to receive your free property case studies that I only send exclusively via email. Just one of the many benefits of being part of this community. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, their strategies and much more. Simply visit propertyinvestory.com to get your free case studies. Now back to the show. Through Weeding's low-risk investing, he reached even greater successes than during his career in equity. Certainly, uh, the property um, did. Um, there's no doubt about it. I, I, I don't. I try to liken or sort of look at my property portfolio and think about actually, even as you know, doing equity trading. I was doing. I was on a very good income, and I can probably tell you uh, that the money that I've made in property is more than I could have made uh, in equity markets um, as, as a trader, like being paid as a wage. So, um, you know, it's it's just the phenomenal, the amount of wealth that, that, that property can create um, by using that leverage safely um, as opposed to, you know, working, having a blood, sweat and tears, um, you know, working to get that money, you're actually getting your money to work hard for you. Weeding's client-orientated mindset, his aversion to risk and the success of his investing led him to his decision to invest in property rather than shares. I was trading shares um, for myself uh, and I was trading shares for my client. Obviously, I wasn't trading the same shares. There um, There wasn't any overlap there. But I just found with the volatility of the stock market and I was trying to look at my orders and I was trying to look at my client's orders at the same time and I just couldn't focus on both of them at the same time. And so what I was doing, um, I just decided to stop trading because there was too much of a conflict of interest in that regard and I wanted to make sure I was looking after my client's orders. Um, And on the back of that, I obviously had to find uh, an asset class that I was going to invest in. Um, To be quite frank, my mindset wasn't in the frame of mind to to for myself to be investing my money in a in a volatile asset class like a stock market, particularly when you're in front of screens every single day. And um, I decided to invest in property instead. While the majority of Weeding's property experience has been resoundingly successful, there has been some lessons he has learned the hard way. I, I went a little bit outside of my comfort zone um, and looked into a small development site at the end of 2014 um, and I was going to knock it down, I knock a house down and build a triplex on it um, but I actually researched it quite badly uh, and ended up, ended up going through a lot of red tape without success uh, over the next 12 months. Um, so the end result was actually a bit again a bit lucky um the market moved higher in the suburb that i'd purchased in over that time and we ended up selling the property for profit um but i actually put it down to a very big learning curve an example of probably what not to do the the reality is you've you've really got to do some really good big research i i the the property was um 
it was a good sized block. It had enough room to uh, put three townhouses on there, a triplex on there. Um, it was actually one block, but it was already subdivided into three blocks. So that was the unique part about it. The problem was is that the, the block was actually sloping backwards and um, we the council wouldn't allow us to build on that block um, without putting an easement through to the street and we couldn't put an easement through to the front of the street because the back was sloping and we had to we were sort of landlocked we had to go through three neighbors backyards to put an easement in um and obviously in doing that you have to pay them to use their land um to do that and um the people that were we were trying to access their their land to put that easement through um they were in fact against doing it and um it, it just ended up being a little bit a little bit more um uh too much work that we you know that then the risk the re, the risk there was too much risk for the reward that we were about to undertake proving his capabilities as an investor in the more recent years has been an especially successful moment in his property journey that probably wasn't until recently either. Um, probably during 2013. Um, I guess you know I have I have a belief that up until that point that I, I didn't really have the skill set to invest successfully for myself. Um, but after that, I bought my third property in 2012. Um, my belief was that at that point when I bought that property, that would actually see uh, two years of 15% per annum growth in Sydney and this actually started to happen in 2013 um, and uh, I guess that belief in myself was then solidified. So I know I know what I'm doing, I feel like I know what I'm doing now. Um, you know, I probably knew what I was doing before but my mind wasn't, I, was, I didn't have the self-confidence to think um, that that was necessarily the case. Looking to the future, Weeding has both long and short-term goals he is aiming for and he is keeping an eye out for exciting opportunities while he continues to help his clients. The three properties that I have at the moment, are, they're my core holdings. Um, I'm going to hang on to them forever. Um, that's my goal at the moment um, and certainly I want to add to those por- that portfolio. I want, to hang- I want to be buying more properties that I'm going to hang on to forever um, but also I want to be uh, potentially looking at other opportunities as well. Um, I mentioned the development uh, phase again. That would be something I'd like to, to look at going down. Um, but I'm, uh, as I said, I'm a risk, risk-averse risk investor, uh, generally speaking. Um, I like to play it safe. I don't like to go too far out of my comfort zone. And if I can just keep doing what I'm doing, I, I think that, um, that, uh, that things will be things will work out right. Um, as far as a number is concerned, uh, you know, going, I, I think from natural increase in equity that I'm expecting, that'll grow again over time. But in the very short term, it'd be nice to sort of get to ten, the $10 million mark um, and and know that, um, that that's not, you know, I've, my holding costs are pretty low. So, inspired by this story and what Ben Weeding is excited about today, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode on Property Investory Podcast, where we talk about the strategy of using capital. I think the secret, therefore, is building your capital base as high as possible, uh, but you're trying to keep your holding costs at a minimum. The role of self-confidence. And that 
following belief in myself. Um, I really know when I'm out there and I'm talking to, to people about property and helping them and educating them. And that's next time on Property Investory Podcast. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that I only send exclusively via email, you can text me your email address to 0499881040 to subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your free case studies. Thanks for listening.